Welcome to the Places Where We Go podcast. Hello, I'm Julie. And I'm Art. We're the hosts of the Places Where We Go podcast. Join us as we share our travel stories. We'll tell you about where we've been, what we saw, and what we did. We're always looking for a bit of an adventure. Sometimes we travel far. Sometimes we explore the places in our own local backyard. Wherever we go, we'll let you know about the highlights and top tips to help you plan your future adventures. This is the Places Where We Go podcast. What is going on, people? Welcome to our show today, where we're going to be discussing what to do when you need a plan B for travel. And this is kind of where we're at. So as you know, we live in California, which is one of the hard hit areas of the unique coronavirus. We had several plans ahead of us for some vacationing. That's probably a whole lot of people have had. Yes. And so we have had to rethink and rearrange at least one of these plans So we thought we would reach out and kind of give you some ideas that we had on how we can make this uh, just a little bit easier, maybe a little better, where we can like breathe and relax a little bit. Mm -hmm. Because we got some some thinking to do, because all of a sudden, all I know is it seems like it wasn't even a week ago where life seemed kind of normal-ish, and then... You wake up and within 24, 48 hours, there's no toilet paper, there's no canned food, people are freaking out, um, and understandably Lines. so, I guess. There is a understandable reason why people are upset, nervous, anxious. You know, I, I, I totally mm-hmm. get that. Yeah. The hoarding baffles me a little bit. Yeah, it's a little unsettling, and yeah. I think it's creating a... It's own self-fulfilling prophecy. You know, people think there's yeah. going to be a certain thing and everybody goes to buy 10 times that amount. And next thing you know, there isn't that thing anymore because people are buying way beyond what they need. So hopefully we all kind of figure it out pretty soon. And yeah. maybe people run out of space to hoard all their stuff. and Or money. <laughs> Yeah, one or the other. So, yeah, since on this show we talk about things that are travel-related, this situation is definitely causing an impact to all things travel. You know, we've just seen in the past couple of days travel to Europe from the United States curtailed. We're seeing just around us restaurants either not doing business because people don't want to go out. You know, the travel industry is hit. You think about the cruise lines. Mm -hmm. Those have been stopped to a large degree. So we do have some travel things to talk about. So we were having breakfast yesterday morning and you decided that it might be interesting to jump in the car and just kind of see just from a observation perspective, yes, what's we, going on? we had seen other posts about, you know, long lines and empty shelves. And, and actually we had gone out and we had witnessed it ourselves. Mm-hmm. Uh, but my daughter called, our daughter called and kind of like, you're, I can't believe this. I, this is crazy. And um, she was on her way to a store to buy some food and was having a feeling of shock at seeing the lines coming out of the store 
and how that had impacted her mourning mm-hmm. because they hadn't been panicking. But when you see that, you start to get very anxious and you don't know if you're able to get the things that you actually need. Yeah, and she's a mom, so she's looking yeah. for things like formula for diapers, yeah, diapers. I mean, some pretty essential yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I remember. So we got in the car. We we drove around the city a little bit. I remember driving by, and I think most cities have a place like this where it's uh, the Saturday morning, Sunday morning, the go-to place for breakfast. Right. So in our city, there's a place called the Egg House on yeah. one of the main drags yeah. that typically on a Saturday morning. It's packed. People out the door, yeah, the, sitting yeah. outside. Yeah, and we drove by, and I think maybe there was two people inside. I didn't it looked see like. any. I, I saw employees. Yeah, yeah pretty empty. Yeah. Um, and then we drove by one of the grocery-type stores that we have is Trader Joe's. I don't know if they're nationwide or not, but mm-hmm. I think a lot of people are familiar with Trader Trader Joe's. So I will sometimes go to Trader Joe's on a Saturday morning when they open, like if we need milk or you know, some yeah, some things. Basics. And typically yeah. Saturday morning, there's nobody there. So I get in, I get out mm-hmm. and you know there might be five people in the store. We drive by Trader Joe's and there's a line. There's a line to get in. Now, I think they were only letting so many people in at a time. Okay. So I think that's what was creating the line. Mm-hmm. Um but, I mean, we've never seen that before, ever. And when my daughter got there, she said the line was wrapping around the building. Yeah, and we've heard of Costco as they're opening in the mornings now. There's Insanity. these lines that stretch for two yeah. blocks, three blocks. I've heard of four blocks, you know, just, just nuts. I mean, people are... It was raining, and there mm-hmm. was still people standing in these long lines. Yeah, yeah. And as we were, I think, concluding our drive-by yesterday, we're driving in front of the Target store, and then uh, a lady is coming out, so we stopped the car to let her pass, and lo and behold, it, it's our daughter. It's our daughter. <laughs> who uh, happened to score some toilet paper, so, <laughs> yeah. um, and just one, one package, yeah. so... Interesting situation, interesting times. One of the things that that's interesting, so I guess, you know, some other folks who are into this travel thing, you know, we have a Twitter account, we have an Instagram account, and we usually try like once a day, we'll post something travel related. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I remember a couple of nights ago, you know, I went to kind of just do the routine and you know, put something up and it just felt weird to me to be putting up something where it's, I have to stop myself because I'm, I'm thinking wait a minute, people probably, they're not traveling. They may, may not even be thinking about traveling. Or they had to cancel something. Yeah. I ended up, I think, doing something different than whatever the usual kind of post was. And so, you know, hopefully before too long, you know, we can kind of get our heads back into some sense of normal, but we're not in a, a normal place. Not today. yet. We will be. The world is dealing with this bug, the coronavirus bug. We, like many other people, also have another bug that we deal with, and it's called the travel bug. Mm-hmm. So today we're going to be talking about plan B planning for those people who have the travel bug. So we okay. we don't have a diagnosis for the coronavirus, but we do have some diagnoses or prescriptions rather for how to get you through your travel bug maladies. So you had alluded to, Julie possibly needing to cancel trips. So we found ourselves in that situation. We had a trip booked to Northern California in either two weeks or three weeks. And we found out a few nights ago that the event that we were going to travel to was canceled because Mm -hmm. of coronavirus. Mm -hmm. I had booked a lodging through home away. Mm -hmm. And so I was really uncertain about, you know, are we going to get 
any kind of credit back on that or are we yeah. going to have to eat that? I pulled up the reservation and looked at the terms of the booking. The way the trip or, or that particular property, I guess, was arranged was that if you canceled by 60 days, you could get a full refund. If you canceled by 30 days, you could get a half refund. And if you canceled after, you know, within a 30-day window, which is where we were, mm -hmm. there was no provision for anything. But I had reached out to the lady with the property, and we had stayed at her property before, mm -hmm. and told her the situation. I actually wasn't expecting anything. Yeah. But, you know, we kind of lucked out because she refunded everything on this particular booking so yeah very very generous um she also mentioned that she had others that had canceled out yeah, that she, she like had six done or seven. The, yeah that yeah. she had done the same for yeah so we will definitely be reaching out to her in the future mm -hmm. when uh we head on up to uh the north there to visit family and um, be booking some some places in her in her uh, home away. Yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. So now would be probably a good time, and I'm sure people are doing this already. But if you have travel booked in the upcoming month to two months, I don't know, three months. Hopefully, is too far away. But if you haven't reached out already, you probably want to start reaching out mm -hmm. to see if the trip is still viable. If it's iffy. Start talking to who you need to talk to to see if uh, new arrangements can be made or mm -hmm. if credits can be arranged. Mm -hmm. I don't know, typically, too, if for people who do get travel insurance, um, it kind of probably depends on the specific policy somebody gets. Maybe those come into play for events like this. I mean, we've been traveling for years and years and years and have never seen anything like this yeah, never. so that's a tough situation but again if you have travel reservations you know the first thing that we're talking about here is you know start making plans for what might not happen that you were planning for in the near future yeah and with this unique situation too i think that there are people that are doing unique things to try to accommodate people mm -hmm. that have reservations and plans and everything is just kind of turned upside down right now. Um, so there is much generosity out there. There's a lot of good people. So just stay calm mm -hmm. and just try to, you know, figure out what's the best way to uh, make another arrangement or cancel it. Yep. So the other point, if you do have that travel bug and you happen to own a recreational vehicle, this would be a good time for you to start looking at some of the national parks, maybe the state parks in your area, um, some campgrounds, you could boondock, mm -hmm. uh, whatever uh, works for you and just get out there and start RVing. Yeah, that might be one of the ways that you can get away without having to be in proximity to other people, mm -hmm. especially if you go the boondocking route. So if you have, as you mentioned, that type of vehicle, or if you know somebody, or you might want to rent something, that's one of the things, you know, if otherwise, if you were going to do something international, maybe now's the time to be thinking about something domestic. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And I would say if you and if you don't have a vehicle like that, maybe you have a tent and a tent can get you into the same types of places mm -hmm. as well, depending on what part of the country you live in. So, right. so here in California, our weather is usually much better. It is raining, though, but and we have availability of campgrounds that have a lot of tent sites. You can almost tent year round in California, yeah, at yeah. least in Southern California. Right. 
I suspect if you're living in upstate Michigan, I don't, I don't even know if they call it upstate, but any of those Midwest places where there still might be snow, you're going to have to wait a little bit. Right. That was a couple of ideas. We like the outdoors very much. So one of the ideas we thought would be uh, great for many of you that have the physical ability, you could go hiking on some of the many trails that are in your area. We have, I can't even count how many trails we have. They're everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. So if the weather is good or maybe you want to go on a rain hike, it's, you know, it's, we've done that before too. Mm-hmm. Um, in the mud. In the mud. Yes, and it was very extraneous, but it was fun. So it was amusing because we were with, with some other people who, <laughs> who, who weren't having as much fun. No. So that made it fun for me. Yes. We so. have, we ha- we'd have a lot of fun with things that we do. You can make anything laughable. But I think about hiking, and that's one of the ways where you can get out do something that I put under the category of travel related. Mm -hmm. And again, something that'll keep you away from people. So as there's a lot of this focus right now on social distancing, that's something you can do where you don't have to worry about being in a crowd. It's not like being in a cruise ship where you're stuck with 3000 other people. And it's open air and you don't have to worry about uh, anybody coughing, sneezing on you and you can't get away from it. You're out in the fresh air. And it's usually free. So, Usually, yeah. yeah. So that's a good thing. So the, the fifth thing that we have on our list of recommendations and prescriptions is staycations. This is going to be dependent on where you live. But, you know, I think about where we live here in Southern California. And while both you and I have been here for, let's just say, a very, very long time, <laughs> I can think of within an hour's drive of where we live, probably dozens and dozens and yet more dozens of things to do and places to go that we still have not yet experienced mm-hmm. and yeah. done. In this particular situation that we're in, you know, there may be places nearby that you're going to find are going to be temporarily closed, but there might be certain things that may be open. So, you know, you get some creativity and look around to see if there is something within driving vicinity of where you live. Again, probably keeping one eye open for what's not going to necessarily have a ton of people. Cause I think there's a lot of focus on, you know, trying to be mm-hmm. in proximity of like less mm-hmm. than 250 people or 200 people. I heard something today in California where Mm -hmm. they're trying to limit uh, groups of people to less than 50, but there may be certain places that are open. You know, I think about where we live, you know, there's this, uh, the Strathern museum is an open air museum. Mm -hmm. So, you know, to the extent that something like that is open, you can explore something like that and you're in the open. There's even in, in busy times, there's no crowds. So, well, on our last trip out to L.A., we had seen that cemetery where there were some famous people buried. Mm-hmm. And we said, we ought to go back to that. So that would be, and I know it could be an oddity for some to go visit a cemetery. But for us, it can be interesting because of the people that are buried there. Mm-hmm. So yeah. the other thing that you could do is to have movie nights in your own home. We do that quite often. Uh, we are not much for movie theaters anyway, mm-hmm. so uh, for us, this is an easy one. You find a good movie, and you make some popcorn, and you have a, you know, whatever drink of your choice. If it's cold, put a 
pillow and a blanket down, get comfy, and watch a great movie. Yeah, and I would say, again, if you've got travel bug-itis like we do, you know, pick something that has a travel theme mm-hmm. to it. So, you know, among the things that just kind of, you know, thought about that we've seen Into the Wild, that's based on the John Krakauer book. That movie chronicles the adventures of a young man who makes his way to Alaska. So you do get some... Very restless young man. Yeah, some geography, some travel in there. The movie does not have the best ending. No, but it, it's it's um, very well done. Mm-hmm. It's a very well done movie. So. Yeah, we saw a couple of nights ago, and people have been telling me about this for a long time, and this the setting of this was Yosemite National Park was the movie Free Solo. That was so intense. I was stressed out My at the end of that racing. movie. Yeah. But it was, Even though I knew the ending. I see, I didn't know the ending. I, I suspected that the ending was Don't what, give it, it away. what was what it was. But I wasn't hundred percent sure. So I yeah, absolutely a nail biter. And then I think about a movie like The Way is, is another yeah. one. So that's mm-hmm. the one with uh, Mr. Sheen, I believe, yes. who walks the Camino de Santiago. So I we believe saw, it's Martin Sheen. Yeah. So yeah. we saw that a number of years ago. and That was one of the things that started tipping our travel bug. Absolutely. Because we, upon seeing that, we thought, hey, that would be a neat trip to do someday. Yeah. Still is on our list of things to do, but mm-hmm. I think that's the kind of thing that we're not going to be able to do until I retire. Yes. Just because you need at least 30 days, if not a little more than that. And so. and you know people that have done that, that are, are our age, so it's not impossible to do. Yeah, a guy I work with actually mm-hmm. mentioned my interest in doing this, and, and since then, he is actually, he and his wife have done that trip twice. Yeah. So a movie may inspire some future travel. The seventh thing that we have on our list of prescriptions for the travel bug is books. So you all remember books <laughs> before we had phones and iPads and streaming. Um, I sure do. So when I was a kid, you know, we didn't do any kind of exotic travel with my family. Yeah, neither um, did we. Yeah. And, and I remember one of the ways that I would kind of have that travel escape getaway type of thing is by reading books and you know a few things that i remember reading as a kid there was a a few books by a guy named thor heyerdahl so he was i think a norwegian explorer i got introduced to him first when i was a kid there was a movie that was released called the raw expedition and the thing about that movie do you remember that no and i've never seen the movie and it's not on dvd i've been trying to see if i can find it but I I read the book and that book chronicled this group of again I think it was Norwegian adventurers who tried to recreate a papyrus boat because they had this theory that thousands of years ago people in I think like the Mideast Middle East or something crafted these papyrus boats and then used those to sail these long journeys on the ocean Mm -hmm. and so they created a papyrus boat themselves. And I believe the first uh-huh. one was the raw one. And I believe that one was, was not a successful journey, but the second one raw two, I think they sailed it across the Atlantic ocean. It was, it was, it was whatever the, the trip was, it was fairly lengthy. It was made into a movie. There was a book written about it. So I read the book. So that's one of the books I remember that, you know, when I was a kid, again, I couldn't go anywhere, but, but it was interesting to read about these yeah. people who were doing this, this great adventure. Then, I have a Norwegian tale. What is that? 
the the mo- the one of my favorite books ever. It's actually a series of books, but it's um Norwegian historic mm-hmm. novel. And it's written by Sigrid Unsted. And it's called Kristen Lavrensdatter. And it's it was the most fascinating book, I think one of the most fascinating books I've ever read. There's two that I read. I think there's more in the series, but the one that I read was The Bridal Wreath. And it is just packed full of ancient Norwegian history. Hmm. And about this character called Kristen Lavren's daughter. So great book. If people are going to find this, we're going to have to like spell it out on the show notes oh, or I something. Know. So I'm going to have to get some spellings from I you. Know. But, it, but it has the other, the second one is The Mistress of Husabi, which also has Kristen in it. Mm-hmm. And those are the two that I read. But I right. think there's more in the series that I, right. I never got to, which just makes me want to go find them and read them now. Hundreds of books out there that'll take you places. I think about books by John Muir. I think about you know, in on our recent camping trips, I've always been taking recently some of the books by the now deceased drummer from the band Rush, Neil Peart. You know, among his books, Ghost Rider, you've got Masked Rider, and these yeah, were really good. You know, stories that he's written about his personal travels, his personal life, some struggles that he's gone through. But they've, you know, as a reader, they take you away with him on his motorcycle through the places that he travels. So it's a way of vicariously doing some some traveling. Mm-hmm. And th- the last book I'm going to mention too is just because I think it's one of the most really interesting travel-related books I've come across in recent times. And I read this on the plane when we went to Poland a few years ago. And this is a book by a man named Richard Kapuczynski. And it's called Travels with Herodotus. So Herodotus was the Greek philosopher, I believe, um, or Greek historian who was noted for writing the first written history mm-hmm. of any kind of histories. And it's uh, the book by Herodotus is this very detailed overview of kind of Greek civilization areas and rulers and peoples and he gets really into the weeds and in this more recent book travels with Herodotus you've got this Polish journalist and then ends up traveling the world and as he makes his adventures around the world he connects the dots back to this first book of history that was ever written Herodotus and it's it's a fascinating read so if you like Mm -hmm. history and you like travel it kind of meshes the two things into one and as, again, there's hundreds of books out there. Oh, so, so, you know, many. if you can't get on a plane and if you can't get on a car to travel now, you can get a book to take you away someplace. Mm-hmm. We seem to lose ourselves a lot in uh, certain shows, shall I say, that we watch through YouTube. Recently, yeah. And also some streaming. Mm-hmm. And we find many, many, uh, there's so much out there, uh, depending on your interests, but uh, if you're interested in national parks, if you're interested in the RVing world and places that you can go in your RV, you can find YouTubes that will actually, or streaming that will actually take you there visually. Mm-hmm. And so we find ourselves lost in that quite a bit. Yeah. I think our re- recent binge that we've been watching has been the long, long honeymoon. Mm-hmm. So this is a couple who have been traveling across the States in an Airstream. And um, 
since we're kind of intrigued with the whole Airstream thing, we've been vicariously joining them on their journey and uh, watching them. I think about we recently got Disney Plus in the house, and we've yeah. seen some episodes on some Yellowstone-related things on Disney Plus. So most everybody, I think, has access to some kind of streaming media You'll yeah, that's a, the yeah. Disney Plus has the National Ge Geographic, mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. it can take you many, many places. So that's another place to, uh, another way to do some travel-related things to soak up your time. The ninth thing that we have on our list is if you've done past travels and if you're like us and have taken a lot of photos, if you've taken videos, and if you haven't had the time to arrange those things, well, maybe now would be a good time to catalog those things, kind of do some And relive your experiences. Yeah. Now might be a great time for that. And I think lastly, I would say it's never too early to start thinking about a future trip because this situation that we're in right now, this will pass. Mm -hmm. I don't know when. It's probably not as we're sitting here recording this, at least, you know, it's not tomorrow. It might not be next week, but I'm hopeful that, you know, by the time we get to summertime 2020, hopefully we start to edge ourselves back into some normalcy. Yeah, you know, people yeah. will be back to work versus working from home. I sure hope people are back to being able to frequent their favorite restaurants because mm -hmm. I really feel for those people in that industry where mm -hmm. people are staying away. And you think about the servers, the cooks and everybody connected to that and their livelihood depends on people right. going to the, those places. So we need to get back to some sense of normal and your future trips will happen. Our future trips will happen. Mm -hmm. I mean, we talked about one that we were going to cancel, but we do have a camping weekend that is on the books for April. Mm -hmm. And I'm like 90% sure at least that that is going to happen. Yeah. We have a family visit in Reno, Reno. Nevada at the end of May, Memorial day weekend. Mm -hmm. I'm also 90% sure right. that that's going to happen. And then our big trip is Glacier National Park and some odds and ends in Montana in June. And I'm 99% sure that's going to happen because <laughs> while the plan A is to get to Montana on an airplane, if for whatever reason the airplane trip doesn't happen, we will get in our car and we're going to drive from California it. to Montana. And we might have to... Uh, chop off a day on the front end and a day on the back end just so we can get ourselves up there. But, um, you know, we've got lodging already booked. We have our itinerary already done. And again, I think about like, you know, hiking in Glacier National Park. That's not one of these places where you're, you're not on a hiking trail with a thousand people at a time, you know, type of thing. So yeah, right. we're hopeful that that's going to happen. And we hope that your future travels will happen they will happen. They will happen. And in the interim, we hope that we've given you some things to think about to you know, help you itch that travel bug while we're working through this current situation. We still have more episodes to come on our UK trip, but mm -hmm. this one kind of seemed timely to uh, talk about current events. So we will get back to the normal thing, hopefully by next time that we're uh, doing this. And as always, if you enjoy the podcast... Give us a like on the podcast app that you use. And don't forget to follow us on Twitter and Instagram. At the places where we go. Bye. Bye-bye. If you have any comments or info to share with us, 
about travel, you can write us at comments at theplaceswherewego.com. You can also follow us on social media. Right now we're on Twitter and Instagram, both at The Places Where We Go. Thanks for joining us, and we hope to see you at The Places Where We Go. See you next time. Bye now.